Balance is an effing lie. You know it's true, especially if you're a self-employed parent like Desiree and I. You know that as much as you organize and plan and think that you've got control over your day, it just never works out. Hi, welcome to the Indie Parent Podcast. I'm Amy Belgarts, and my co-host is Desiree Fawn. Hello, hello, Desiree. Hello, hello. And this is episode five, I believe. Am I correct? I think so. Crazy. So we have been receiving the best feedback on our show. We want to thank you so much for listening. We didn't know if anyone would take the time to listen to what we had to say, but apparently a lot of parents are in the same boat as we are, and they are curious to hear our challenges and our highs and our lows and how we manage to balance, I'm using air quotes, balance <laughs> every day, which we don't. And that's why we're talking about this today. So welcome to the show. You could find us at theindieparent.com and also use the hashtag IndieParent. And we will be sharing everything with that hashtag on our channels. And um, go to theindieparent.com to find all about us, including how to subscribe. So today's show, we're talking about balance. And we haven't talked a lot about family life in this podcast yet. And that's what we want to discuss today. I just recently had a lot of travel back to back. And I am so behind on life and housework and all the responsibilities that parents have because once I reset, I'm leaving again to go somewhere. And one of those trips was with my husband, which was great. And then this last trip, I took my youngest son and my husband. But even when you travel with your family, you're still coming back to usually a messy house, mail is piled up, bills need to be paid, and then on top of that, you're trying to run a business or two or three, like Desiree and I do. Yeah. And it is insane. And so I just wanted to talk about how we handle that feeling of, of overwhelming. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just you, you walk in the house and you're just overwhelmed with all the things you need to do. And then you might be inspired from whatever travel that you went to go do. Or even if you're not traveling, you just have a lot on your plate. Maybe work is really busy at that time. And and then also school is really busy at that time. So you're trying to go to school plays and, and meet deadlines and write a proposal and make school lunches. So how do you make it all work? Desiree, I, I mean, I'm sure you have a million examples. And, you know, you have a young child that's in elementary school. How do you manage, like, those moments when you have a million deadlines and then you have a lot going on at home? Um, it, it depends on what it is. It depends on what's piled up and it depends on what I've uh, pushed to the back burner. Um, like you said, we just got back from a conference a week or two ago and it was wonderful. I mean, in a, in a previous podcast, we talked about how when you're working for yourself, it's nice if you can work ahead so that you can sort of schedule for that time. So I'm not going to be home for four days. I don't want to spend the whole time on my phone. Um, so what can I do to work ahead? So I'm not doing that. But then when you come home is there's this whole re-entry thing that we talk about, whether you're traveling, whether it's for pleasure, whether it's for business, whether it's, you know, you just took a couple of days off for yourself. They're still sort of getting back into the groove. And then there's things like, you know, Mother's Day weekend just happened. And my daughter loved spending the whole weekend. And we went to the trailer and I didn't work at all. And then 
on the Monday, she didn't want to go to school. She wanted to stay home. She was doing the, um, my stomach hurts, which really actually just meant I want to stay home and hang out with you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's tough. <laughs> those are tough moments. And I had a little weep in the car after I dropped her off at school because she didn't want to leave me and I didn't want to leave her, but I knew that there was really no reason why she shouldn't go to school that day. Um, and I had a million things that I needed to do for work too. So, I mean, in the long run, it meant that after school, when I was finished as much as I could finish, um, then we can have some time together there. And one of my answers for sort of how I, again, air quotes, balance life, and this is not a great answer, is that I canceled things. And sometimes I feel really guilty about it. And sometimes I feel a little bit liberated. Um, I had a few sort of coffee dates and catch up dates planned for this week. And I knew that I was going to be distracted the whole time if I did it. I was going to feel more bummed because my list was just growing of all the things I needed to do. And, you know, my friends are pretty understanding in the fact that sometimes I do need to cancel fairly last minute, but they know that I'm I'm good for it. I'm going to make up for it. And I think that's a big difference that if I just never, you know, never made the time for them, then, you know, that is pretty crappy, right? Guys, don't, don't do that. Don't always blow your friends off. But if you need to, don't feel so guilty um, in that, that you, that, you know, you stress yourself out even further. Because if I was to say, hey, Amy, let's go for coffee, but I have 400 deadlines looming, then it's going to be crappy. I'm not going to sit there and be like, uh, actually, Amy, I got to check my phone. I got to do this. And because then you're not yeah. really present with that person. So exactly. sometimes that's the balance. That's the uh, sort of finding your groove in, you know, what plans can I keep? What plans should I make? And sometimes I, you know, if I have friends or people who want to pick my brain, which, you know, we get that a lot, it's, you know, I have to plan maybe one a week or one every two weeks, which sounds a little bit lame to say, yeah, I'm, you know, scheduling in my friend time. But if I don't, then I don't see them, you know. Right. I'm sure that Amy, you find the same way. I mean, it's harder to make time for people in your day-to-day friend life when you're so focused on uh, making making your work happen, making your business succeed. I mean, a lot of times, even though my kids are at school during the day, I still feel so rushed I, because I am, I'm trying to do so much. And as an entrepreneur, I, I want to be like the best parent and I want to be the best at my business and I want to be the best wife. I want to be the best at everything that I do. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, I think that most parents want to be able to have a grip on everything that they're doing in their lives. But if you if you try to do that every day, something has to give. So what is it that's giving? It's usually our self-care, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's usually we get sick, we um, are stressed out, and so we're not treating our loved ones or even our colleagues or clients with the best care. And it's just a disaster. And and then if there's a day that passes that everything doesn't go to our plan and our our time our daily timelines, then we just think we just get discouraged and we just we can't have these high expectations. They they just will never work that way. I mean, one of my hardest tasks to do every day is dinner. I don't know why it's so difficult. I think we should have a show around how self-employed parents <laughs> handle dinner. Yeah. Like, what are some easy solutions for that? Because I cannot get a grasp on that at all. I am so exhausted at the end of the day. And yeah. my husband is so exhausted 
at the end of the day that neither one of us want to really put in the effort to make dinner. And it's, it's not a good thing. It's not, it's not a healthy way to live. And, and there's, and there's the thing is that there's a solution to that, that this means I'm doing too much. Like if, if I'm doing so much that I can't even put together a decent dinner for my family or my husband can't put together a decent dinner for my family, then you know that like something's giving and that giving is, your what you're eating and what you're putting in your body, which then okay. goes and upsets, you know, your, your tummy. And then, you know, you don't feel good because you're not putting good stuff in your body. It's just, and that's just one example. You know, it could yeah. be like you said, your relationships, it could be with your extended family and how often you're seeing them and you can't because you always have a deadline looming or you have a meeting or you have travel coming up. Yeah. There is no like black and white answer there, but I would say don't always choose work and projects and deadlines over those things that still are the most important in your lives. And you know that I would never say just completely blow off work all the time, but I think, you know, in your gut when you have really kind of pushed the limits on like how many times you've canceled with your, with your parents to go see them or your grandparents or, you know, things like that. So it's, it's not easy. There's, I mean, and I don't even know if I have like a magic answer or potion to, to say, this is what I do. And it works. I mean, it's, it's just, it's always a struggle. Every day is different. Um, I would just say, don't like push yourself so hard that you're, you're not taking care of yourself. You end up in burnout phase, which could be a whole episode as well. We should do a whole episode on burnout. burnout. I know. Yeah. Even if you love what you do, you can burn yourself out. You really can. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had a a guilty moment the other day when I realized that my mother hasn't seen Gretchen since Christmas. And at the time of recording this, it's May. And I feel like crap about that, guys. And I hadn't even realized that it had been that long until she yelled at me on the phone about it. Mm. And that's not really the best uh, scenario. (laughs) And, And I felt awful because in my head I kept saying to myself well it's two hours to drive her there and two hours to drive her home and I don't have that time I don't have time for my mom that's awful that's right terrible that I'm rationalizing the drive there and back as something I don't have time for I mean come on like I gotta give myself a bit of a smack for that one because I I you know I feel like that was pretty selfish of me to rationalize it that way and I mean, there's moments like that where you kind of go, hmm, probably I could have gone back and done that a different way. But you can't kick yourself in the butt about it too much because I can't go back in time. I can't right. fix that. Um, but I can move forward and, you know, apologize. And, you know, she's going to go and see her this weekend, hopefully. So, um, I mean, I called her on Mother's Day. I Do, can I, do I get a couple points for that? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and I... Kind of have a similar situation. I received an invitation in the mail for my grandmother's 90th birthday party this weekend. Wow. And I was thinking, when is the last time I saw her? It's been several months as well. And she's turning 90, which blows my mind because talk yeah. about time passing. Oh, totally. And and I just got this like feeling in my gut, like, ugh, like I need to see her. Of course, I'm going to go see her this weekend. It's her party and I'll see her. But you don't realize like when you're in the thick of motherhood, parenting, your family life. And then on top of that, you're 
running a business or a couple of businesses, time passes so fast. Totally. Like crazy fast. And then you tend to not see the world around you because you're just in your zone. A lot of times I don't even notice like the latest news happening unless I happen to be on Facebook because I rarely watch TV. I never watch the news. And so I'm always the last to know about anything unless I happen to see it online as I'm working. I never know Uh, what movies are out because I never watch television, so I never see any previews. Yeah, I I just I'm usually the last one to find out about anything because I'm just so focused on my family and work life that um I, there's not a whole lot of time for anything else, which is an issue. I mean, yeah. and I've I've been trying to to set up more like self care things for me. So if if I'm really tired one day, I don't I may not work. I may just kick it from bed and just relax, or I may schedule a massage at a spa one day. And then I go to weekly therapy for my anxiety. Those are things that I always tried to make a priority. I'm still not fabulous at it. I could be better at it, but I'm, I'm trying to, and I I can tell you that it makes a huge difference on my work performance, my inspiration, my creative level, all of that will, will make your work more productive and, and better. Absolutely. I am a uh, chronic multitasker and I have a really hard time doing just one thing at a time, which Mm -hmm. is good when you have a bunch of things that need to get done, but my brain moves faster than I can react, I suppose, Um, which sounds a little bit silly, but sort of explain it like, you know, if I have a list and I'm like, okay, three blog posts, um, we, we do some social media management. So it's, you know, like for these clients, you need to create this, create this. And then I look at my list and I'm like, Oh, and I, I freeze because there's so many things that I'm like, must complete all at one time. And I just go into like robot freak out mode. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's why I write a physical list every single day. And that would probably mm-hmm. be my biggest tip from this whole podcast is a physical off of your computer, off of your phone, written in a good old fashioned pen and paper, list that you can cross off. Because if you are super visual, which I think most of us have some sort of visual tendencies that way, um, that it's a lot easier for me to see the next step if I can actually see it. You know, I can cross off. I did that post. If I can cross off the next thing, I just feel Mm -hmm. better. Um, And I feel a little more progress throughout my day. It's not just, okay, well, I just spent eight hours did I finish anything? You know, you, you sort of muddle in this project. I wrote a paragraph here. I did this. I did this. But nothing is complete. And at the right. end of the day, I really need something to be finished. Or I just, I'm so anxious that going into the next day, it's like, well, holy crap. I didn't do, I didn't finish anything. How, how is that possible? <laughs> right. Which just kind of ruins the next, like, you, you can't really get a fresh start on the next yeah. day if you still have this pending stuff from the day before. I think a lot of us are guilty of that, especially with us having jobs where we're online and we have like 50 tabs open at once in Chrome and we are just jumping in between, like back and forth, like writing a little bit of a post and then checking an email and then posting something on Facebook. And that is a great way to like, lose your day. Yeah. I have 10 tabs open right now. <laughs> I just I don't know how. I only have five. And it's probably because I didn't want this to slow <laughs> down my computer as I was recording the podcast. So. <laughs> but but yeah, and that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Email. Email is what gets me every single time. If 
I keep that tab open, I'm constantly checking it when I see that I've got one or two emails and then I yeah. go and I take the time to answer the email or read it or delete it if it's junk. And I'm spending so much time over there doing messing with that instead of just checking it once or twice a day, which is yeah. really a smart thing to do. And when I'm doing one project, like writing a blog post, writing that post until it is completed and then save it and then move on to the next thing and creating a list like Desiree said, I think is so important. And also not putting so much on your daily to-do list. I try to just do little chunks a day. And so I have a calendar, just a paper calendar that I have on my desk and I will just put a few things due that day. I don't make it like this massive list. And cause even that little list can be overwhelming. Yep. Because maybe one of the things on those lists will take two hours to do. Like today, I, I'm behind on my videos and I needed to get a video up for tomorrow because I do one every week. And what does that mean? Well, one video, of course, the recording of it can take an hour. Plus, you have to do your hair and makeup because you're on video. And so that <laughs> yeah. takes time. And then you have to edit it. And then you have to upload it to YouTube. And then you got to write, actually write the post. So my whole and day for your today. lists uh, for your list. Do you, do you break your big topics into little topics like video? Would you write everything underneath that? Cause I find that I'd, can be helpful. I, it probably would be helpful to do that. Cause then I could check off every little thing. Um, I haven't done that. That's, that's a really good idea, but I will say that for today's to do's, even though I have a lot more I could do today, I only have to record this podcast and to do my video. Those are the yeah. only two things I have for the entire day because it will take up the entire day. And if I had more added to that list and then I couldn't get to it, I would be frustrated on the next day. So tomorrow I would be frustrated as soon as I woke up because, oh, I didn't even finish this and that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And sometimes that happens, you know? I mean, it's not like every day I finish everything and then, you know, it, it just magically works out. It doesn't. There's some things on Monday I haven't even completed that I probably will end up doing tomorrow. And yeah. that's fine. It's, it's, um, it's just, it's just easier to do little chunks of things so that you feel productive. You don't feel overwhelmed and burnt out because at the end of the day, we're supposed to be doing this because we love it. not because we want to be frustrated all the time, you know? Well, and because we want more time with our family. So if we're working mm -hmm. every single day to six till midnight, 6 a.m., I mean, till midnight, you know, right. it's why, you know, like that's not why. Any and I yeah, do, believe, that's you know. There's that quote about, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, then you work 80 hours a week so that you don't have to work 40 hours a week. And yeah, I think that's, that's often true. true. <laughs> it is. It is so true. Um, but, it, you know, it's funny because it never feels like 80 hours a week. It, it always just feels like fun, yeah. you know, uh, fun projects. And Desiree and I are always coming up with new ideas and new projects. And th that always keeps it like the fire burning. And then it makes like the old projects even more exciting because we go in with a different mindset and when new ideas learning something new something better mm -hmm. something you know I look back at some of the blog post features and stuff that we were doing back in like 2010 and I'm like man amateur it's like <laughs> I didn't do that <laughs> but it's about you know you get you get to move on and you get to pick and choose what you're doing when you work for yourself for the mm -hmm. most part and that's you know a big part that can lead to your sort of quote-unquote balanced lifestyle because you can schedule things around what you want your life to be, because isn't that why we're doing that? Right. So if you want to take one day and not do any work at all and just do laundry and clean the house, that's, Watch I mean, Netflix, 
watch Netflix as you're doing it or just sit on the couch and watch, watch Netflix. That's why we do this. We we're looking for that flexibility there, even though we work really hard and most days we are working, you know, we can choose if we want to take that day off and, or just take that day to just do family stuff and run errands. And I just, I love that I could take my, my son to his therapy appointments and I don't have to tell anyone. I don't have, you know, I check him out of school. That's the extent of it. I don't have to tell a boss, Hey, I have to leave. And then they make me feel guilty for it. And then that whole mess, which I don't, I don't miss in the least, you know, having, I remember when I would be sick, like really legitimately sick. I remember once I went to the emergency room because I was so sick and I called my boss up the next day and said, Hey, I just spent all night in the emergency room. I don't think I'm going to make it in today. And the guilt trip she put on me was ridiculous. She had told me, Oh, well I was in the emergency room too. And I came into work or something like that. And I just thought, Oh, like what's wrong with people that we don't have any sympathy, you know? And, And so instead of dealing with that whole mess, I just, you know, why don't I just make my own hours? And if I want to just like yesterday, you know what? It was the middle of the day. I was kind of having a bad day. I was feeling down in the dumps and I just really wanted to go eat nachos and put on my pajama pants. And that's exactly what I did. And I don't even think I worked the the second half of yesterday because I just wasn't in the right mindset to do so. So I went to Cadoba and I got some nachos and I put on my soft pants and I just (laughs) watched Mad Men. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to feel guilty about it. Because I love I that you call them soft pants. <laughs> they are my soft pants. They're the pants that when you when you come home, you immediately put on. So whatever those pants are, they're if they're shorts or they're like sweatpants or pajama pants, those are your soft pants. And like it's easy to it's great to work in your soft pants as well when you work at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, full disclosure today, I'm wearing jeans, which are not very comfortable right now because oh, I'm what's sitting wrong with, with you? like well. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to be professional. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but usually, well, a lot usually of times when I come home, readings. I put pajama pants. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do my best work in my soft pants. So from um, now on, every day, I'm going to ask you. So you got, you got your soft pants on? You got some soft pants? <laughs> and I'll probably say yes. <laughs> um, Since we're, we're sort of nearing the end of uh, this here Yammer session, um, let's let's go back and talk a little bit about balancing it with uh, our partners, our spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, balance in uh, quotes from now on. Um, mm-hmm. I read a, I read a quote from someone, I'm never going to remember the name of this, but they were talking about um, the whole balance thing and juggling and how, you know, you've ha- you've got all these balls in the air and there's work and there's your social life and there's family, except for the one that, is family is made of glass and that's the one you cannot drop because you, mm. you can fix your work stuff. You can go back and complete other things. You can, you know, you can deal with the rest of the stuff on its own, but if you drop that family ball, then it's, it's screwed up. Like I'm just going to swear there, but we're trying to keep it a little bit G rated for the iTunes. Yeah. Um, but that's the one you cannot drop. And that I think is the biggest push for us people who want to be indie parents and who love this lifestyle is that we're doing it for our families monetarily. We're doing it for our families so that we have better relationships with them. So if that's the ball you're dropping in this, then you you have to reevaluate because that is the biggest reason and the biggest push for, I think everyone who's doing this is to 
spend more time with their family and up that quality. Because I know that for so many people who, you know, if you're a commuter, especially if you are going to a job that you absolutely loathe every day, then you're not happy go lucky. Can't wait to enjoy my family. When you get home, you're probably miserable when you come home and no offense, making your family miserable too. And I said this Mm -hmm. to my partner before it was like, it's not that you're just upset in your job. It's that when you come home, you will complain about it for two hours, which God love him. You know, you can't that you're, it's hard for everyone when one person is miserable, whether you have kids or not, if you're just a couple, or even if you're just yourself, a single person coming home from a miserable job, it's not like you get home and you're like, yay, relax. You get home and you freak out about the next day because it's this cycle that you can't get out of, but, but you can get out of it. You just have to, you got to, make that you know make the effort to to put that sort of plan in order to get out of it or else you're just sort of continuing and i see this happen to friends who have kids who don't have kids who are married who are not who just feel like they're they're in that cycle that they have to be in because that's the way their parents did it or that's the way they should that big should word that we got to stay away from um and that's where people get stuck right yeah i th- I think that, you know, in our society, we think that the normal way to feel when you get off of work is just almost a relieved that you're no longer there, but then you're not happy. You're not happy when you come home, you're grumpy. You don't even realize that you're grumpy. And then and the first thing that you drop the ball on is your family or you vent to or you're just not pleasant around. We tend to be the cruelest to those that we're the closest to, which makes absolutely no sense. But I think that's human nature. We feel comfortable and we can be vulnerable around the the people that we're closest to. But then at the same time, you can be the most vile and mean and cranky and grumpy and, and not really appreciating them. So if you're in that situation where you're working the job you hate, it's going to carry over to your home life. There's just no way that you can fake that. It's hard. You can't turn it off, you know? No. And and even if you are happy doing your work and you are self-employed and you're working from home or in your own office and you're loving your job, you can still push yourself too hard and, and wear yourself out. And, And then you put your, your family on the back burner. I think, that happens to all of us. I think that we can get really caught up in like a big project and be very excited about it and then be like, oh, no, no, let's just eat sandwiches for dinner or let's not sit together at dinner or here, play this um, iPad for a while, you know, to our kids while I hurry up and do this. It's really easy for us to do that. And we're not saying we've never done that and it doesn't happen. But if it's happening on a regular basis and you know in your gut that it just doesn't feel right, it feels kind of gross that you have yeah. you keep pushing the people that you love to the side but the whole reason why you're doing it is so you can spend time with them and have the flexibility to to accommodate them and bring in money for the family it's it's just it's never it's never a perfect balance it's it's never going to be roses but i think that you, it's just it's just important to remember the reason remember the reason it's not just about us it's about our entire family. You know, we shouldn't beat ourselves up over it, but it's just a good gut check from time to time that like, okay, I've been working way too much. I've got to just, you know, walk out of my office right now and just go 
put a puzzle together with my son or whatever it may be. Totally. I just want to say one final thing. I think that when we're talking about this whole balance quote thing, I'm going to get a button that says balance, but it's in quotes. In quotes. Everywhere. (laughs) Ask me how to get balanced quotes. Um, I think that when we're talking about this, we need to understand that what balance means for the entrepreneurs, for the hashtag indie parent is knowing your limits, knowing when it's okay to change things up a bit and knowing that what your lifestyle looks like in this indie parent lifestyle might not look like someone else's and you shouldn't be comparing it to something else and feeling Mm -hmm. guilty because that's not what it is. It's knowing when to say no, knowing when to say yes, knowing your why, like we talked about, I believe in episode two, if you want to go find that Mm -hmm. and knowing that some days just aren't going to look the way that you wanted to, but when you know your why and you know exactly what you're doing and how to move forward, or at least you're learning how to move forward, that's the most important thing that you're doing it for your family. You're doing it for yourself. And, you know, being balanced maybe isn't the most important thing. I think it's enjoying life, enjoying your work and not feeling forced into someone else's schedule and someone else's regime um, and someone else's, you know, entire lifestyle, because that, again, is what you think you should be doing. It's about finding your own way through this, your own limits, and your own, quote, balance, because it's going to be, it has to be your own, and you have to create it. Because if I told Amy how to balance her life, that wouldn't work for her, because it's not her. It's like how Seth Godin talks about, you can't teach someone how to be a leader, because then that that's not what it would be. Um, so it's finding your own way, and, you know, just just allowing yourself to go through those steps because I can never say this is how you can be an indie parent because if you don't find that own sort of, you know, way of going about it and way of learning it through yourself, then it's, it's not going to come off as authentic and you're not going to feel as good about your own journey because then you're just living my indie lifestyle, you know, you're, or Amy's. So, I mean, it's, taking these tips and taking things you've learned elsewhere and sort of mashing it together into something that really, really works for you. And you'll feel it. You'll feel it start to click when you're waking up every day and you're smiling because you're so excited to take your kid to school, um, take your kid to the park. If they're not in school yet, enjoy those moments and do the work that you love. That's when you'll know that's when you'll, you'll feel it. Even if it's hard, sometimes you're still going to feel that that's the right fit for you. Yeah, I, I completely agree especially about what you said with each one of us has a different way of going about our indie parent life and also our air quotes balance. (laughs) We each have different dynamics in our lives. I have a younger son with special needs. Um, Some parents have kids that are still home and they're trying to balance work. So this show is not going to be one of those Step one, do this. Step two, do that. It's not meant to be that because we're here to inspire you and we will surely give you whatever knowledge that we have. But this is just to, you know, share our stories and let you know that you're not alone and that we're here to support you. And there isn't just a black and white answer. 
All right, so thanks a lot to everyone who has joined us again today for episode five of The Indie Parent. Don't forget to head to theindieparent.com where that will take you right to our Blog Talk radio site where you can subscribe and share it with all your friends because you love us. And remember to find us on Instagram and Twitter at hashtag IndieParent. Show us what you're up to, show us the work you're doing, show us where you're working from and how you are living the Indie Parent lifestyle. If you have any questions, feel free to message us on Twitter. You can reach Amy at at MomSpark and you can reach me at at SoFond. Um, See you next week. Bye-bye.